Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Laurel Hubbard is the first transgender athlete to compete in the Olympics. She is set to represent New Zealand in the women's weightlifting category. Hubbard's inclusion in the Tokyo Olympics is a victory in itself for the transgender community, but some critics continue to raise concerns, saying this could do damage to women's sports. I'm Kat Ventura, Puma Podcast. And in this episode of Teka Teka, we talk about trans athletes in the Olympics. Trans athletes have been allowed to compete in the Olympics since 2003. The International Olympic Committee ruled that athletes who transitioned from male to female or vice versa were required to have reassignment surgery followed by at least two years of hormone therapy in order to be eligible to compete. But that was back in 2003. In 2015, the IOC updated their rules, saying surgery will no longer be required for female-to-male athletes to compete in women's competitions. Sports lawyer Mickey Inglis tells us more. When it comes to females transitioning to males, I don't think there's a concomitant obligation to suppress your testosterone because um, I think testosterone is the, the line that they draw. And that's the line that they perceive to be one of the difference makers when you're dealing with males and females. That's why if you're a male and you want to compete as a female because you're a transgender female, you have to show that your testosterone levels have been decreased to a certain amount for at least the past 12 months. And I don't think you can flip-flop. You can't say I'm male now and then I'm female now. Whatever your decision should will be, I think you can't change it for a minimum of four years. Athletes like Laurel Hubbard will need to demonstrate that their testosterone level is below 10 nanomoles per liter for at least 12 months prior to their first competition. Laurel Hubbard lived as a male for 35 years. She did not compete in international weightlifting until she transitioned. And since then, she has won several elite titles. Physiological differences in athletic performance has been a long-standing debate in sports. Scientist Emma Hilton found that male performance advantage was 30% when compared to women. In 2007, a second study containing muscle data was published, albeit using an imperfect marker of lean body mass. This study showed that after 12 months of estrogen only, trans women remained the same height. They lost a little lean body mass. They gained a little body fat, but the percentages were tiny. Interestingly, Just with estrogen, final testosterone levels were well below the IOC threshold. Emma Hilton adds that even when transgender women suppress their testosterone for 12 months, they only lose 5% of their lean body mass, muscle area, and strength. The IOC acknowledges the need for inclusivity in sports. And this is one of the reasons why transgender people are allowed to compete. But the irony here is, 
even as the IOC allows transgender athletes to compete, by setting a threshold in the levels of testosterone, they are also preventing female athletes from competing. Here's Hege Tantenko of Go Hard Girls. Hyperandrogenism is a naturally occurring medical condition where women have an excessive presence of the male sex hormone such as testosterone. And the thing is, even women who are not transgender can have this condition. For example, hyperandrogenism is a symptom of polycystic ovarian syndrome, which affects between 2 and 26% of women depending on the country. Makita rin siya sa mga babaeng may obesity, metabolic syndrome, o di kaya malfunction sa adrenal glands. There have been notable cases of female athletes who have been restricted from their sport because of rules about testosterone. The most famous is South Africa's Castor Semenya, a two-time Olympic champion who has been fighting the restrictions in court. In a transcript of a closed-door hearing, officials of the governing body for track called her, quote, biologically male. Something that Semenya, who was assigned female at birth and identifies as female, has called deeply hurtful. Her lawyers have said, Ms. Semenya does not wish to undergo medical intervention to change who she is and how she was born. She wants to compete naturally. Two female runners from Namibia were barred from competing in the Tokyo Olympics because of their naturally high testosterone levels. One of them, Christine Mboma, is the world under 20 world holder. There's a lot to unpack here. Some people have pointed out that these rules have most affected African athletes and that you won't see this kind of scrutiny in women's sports dominated by white athletes. Marami pang tanong na walang sagot, pero isa ang malinaw. Mahirap kung tinatali natin ang depenisyon ng pagkababae batay lang sa hormone levels ng isang tao. More studies are needed to fully understand the performance of transgender athletes in women's sports. But one thing that has been observed is that not all transgender athletes finish first. Regardless of advantage in physiology, female athletes have been able to compete alongside transgender athletes in the same way that some races are simply more advantaged than others. Here's attorney Mickey Inglis again. If you look at sprinters, African-American sprinters have always been in the forefront of, of sprinting because of, I think someone made a, a study on that before, because they have faster, fast twitch muscles than uh, like a Filipino, right? So that's why it makes them faster. So nagiging question, Jen, is how come in some instances we celebrate the specialness or the otherworldliness of an athlete like Usain Bolt, but in other instances, we don't celebrate it, but we even try to stop it. Right, or to stem it because we don't think it's natural. Laurel Hubbard made her debut in the Olympics on August 2. She competed in the women's super heavyweight category but failed to record a single valid snatch lift. She overbalanced on her opening weight of 120 kilos, taking the bar behind her shoulders. And on her second effort of 125 kilos, this was ruled invalid on a majority decision by the referees. The third attempt was almost a repeat of the first, ruling Hubbard out of medal contention. I'm Kat Ventura, the executive producer of Tecatec. This episode was edited by Carl Sayat with research from Hannah Pagila. Follow Tecatec on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maraming salamat po.